0: Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Susan's calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marsha from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. But well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative.
1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall.
0: Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA. Our producer today, Miss Brenda Dwyer, making her debut here as the producer on America's Healthcare Advocate. Very happy to have her on board. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened-to talk shows throughout the United States, 146 affiliates strong, thanks to all of you in our listening audience. If you want to learn more about the broadcast or some of the other shows we've done or information of any kind, go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. All our information is up there. There are podcasts up there. You can also access these on iTunes, SoundCloud and SoundCloud, not SoundCloud, uh, and TuneIn Radio. So the uh, podcasts are available on all three of those um, uh, websites and obviously on our website. They're all up there. Brenna actually puts those up there every week with a little commentary on each particular show. By the way, if you do need help, you can go to the website americashealthcareadvocate.com, send me an email. Uh, If you need help with health insurance, whatever it may be, Medicare, maybe it's a group health insurance plan. Maybe you're interested in these new association plans. Um, There's actually a video up there on the association plans. Um, You can go up and watch the video. It explains how they work, and we can help you make that happen. If you also want to just pick up the phone and give us a call, 877-385-2224, 877 Seven three eight five twenty two twenty four. All right, we're going to do an interesting show today with the folks from Life Flight Eagle. Actually, one person from Life Flight Eagle, Mac Doherty, director of business development. This is his eighty seventh show he's done with us. I just made that up. Sounded pretty. good. It sounds pretty close it? though. Yeah, <laughs> it probably is pretty close. Maybe doing the eighty fifth. You've been doing it. 85th, you've, you've, been doing, you've been doing it for five years, six years. So it's got to be pretty close. So. So we're going to talk about a couple things uh, with Life Flight Eagle. We've, you've got a fundraising campaign going on I want people to hear about, um, and, and we'll talk about why that's important. We're going to talk a little bit about membership and gifts, and we're going to talk about corporate membership as well. And then we're going to talk about a brand-new service that you just put in place. In fact, um, I had lunch with uh, Roxanne Shanks, uh, your CEO, um, about a week ago, and she talked about the new ground ambulance. That This has been a long time coming. It is. So <laughs> ground <laughs> but Ground it's here, K. yeah, yeah. Ground yeah. critical
1: care ambulance is our yeah. first,
0: so uh, first step into that venture. So. Yeah, and that, that that's pretty cool. So a little bit about Life Flight Eagle, folks. I've been doing these shows with Lifelight for over ten years. They've got eleven thousand members now. Um, and uh, the membership is uh, $59 a year, Um, and if you don't have one, you should have one. I've got one. My wife and I have one. I've been carrying that Life Flight Eagle card for over 10 years. The website is lifeflighteagle.org. If you want to sign up, you can go online. It's $59 a year for the whole family. 888-601-4913, 888-601-4913 is the phone number if you just want to call. So let's, first of all, let's just kind of reacquaint the audience with the geographic area, the number of bases, the number of helicopters. We were just out. We're here at the Harrisonville base today. We were just out shooting some photographs. They're going to be up on the website of the Life Flight Eagle helicopter. Some of the folks we did a show with here earlier. Um, We did a show um, on stroke uh, earlier uh, with Doug and Susan Davis. But uh, Let's talk a little bit about um, uh, Life Flight and who you serve and where you serve.
1: Sure. Well, Life Flight Eagle is a 501C3 uh, critical care transport program. Um, We used to a critical care helicopter ambulance program, um, but, oh, but our service extends beyond uh, just to helicopters now with ground critical care transport that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. So um, our roots date back to 1978. In 1978, um, th- Spirit of St. Joseph Lifelight Flight uh, became the fifth air medical program in the entire country. Wow. Um, it, was, it was started by a group of nuns and physicians at St. Joseph Medical Center in South Kansas City. And uh, it, it took off uh, in 1978, immediately uh, started making a significant uh, impact in saving lives. And and I guess you could say the history goes back even further than that because um, air medical started in our military uh, back in the Korean Korea. Actually, uh, if that's you, right. if you think, yeah. everybody's seen yeah. the TV show Mash, so once upon a time, <laughs> unfortunately, um, they uh, people you know our, our, our wounded soldiers, um, they put them on the outside of the helicopters right after helicopters really became viable. Yep. Um, they would fly them to those mobile surgical hospitals where um, the the mortality rate among our injured soldiers. Um, uh, Decreased significantly because they were able to reach that surgical intervention. Well, in the Vietnam War, then they added medics. The yep. helicopters were bigger, more powerful, and so our wounded soldiers then were treated in the helicopter on their way to those mobile hospitals. And again, um, more and more, the survival rate was much, much better. And so about that time, people started asking, well, why couldn't we do this for people who are injured in the United States? Right. And shortly thereafter, in 1978, um, Spirit of St. Joseph Life Light became the, the fifth air medical program in the entire country. So, so I have
0: to tell you something. You know that I actually did a radio broadcast with Christine Zoller, and I cannot remember the nun's name um, that, that Christine brought on. I know you can't read I just threw this at you. So I, but I, I had Christine and the nun who uh, was running St. Joseph's Hospital at the time that was the one that stepped up and put the first program in place. I did it that. I think we did that show about four years
1: ago. Something like that. It was it was an incredible leap of faith. Yeah, um, it was. Very innovative. Literally, they they had to take um, take the helicopter around to rural hospitals and rural communities because it was it was such a novel concept. Um, nobody really understood what it was or or what patients would benefit from it. That kind of thing. And actually, the very first patient flight happened in Clinton, Missouri, um, while they were still on this this show taking the helicopter around two hospitals teaching uh, people, you know, these are the types of patients that might be appropriate to fly in a helicopter, that kind of thing. Um, uh, there was a motorcycle versus car accident uh, on the highway, uh, very right I in front of the hospital. I've never heard this before. This and um, the, the, the helicopter wasn't supposed to be in service yet. They weren't ready to start transporting patients yet. Um, but sure enough, uh, that, that trauma happened. Uh, the motorcyclist was severely, severely uh, injured in that. And they said, helicopter's here, we've got a nurse here, we've got a pilot here, let's go. And so the very first wow. life flight patient uh, was flown from Clinton Missouri uh right to St to St Joseph yeah. uh hospital and uh, he lived and so that was the very first transport. Uh, happened earlier than expected, uh, and it happened right at forty years ago. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, is I've been doing these shows for ten years, and I've never, no one's ever told that story yep. before. So
0: that's really quite. So that's the actual first flight. That was the very. That's that was the very story. first flight. So that's a great story. It was
1: immediately successful, and it, it didn't take very long then uh, for St. Joseph um, uh, to be joined in their program by St. Luke's Hospital and Children's Hospital, Children's Mercy Hospital, um, who joined the program, um, continued to grow, and it was so successful that. Uh, Research e- uh, Research Medical Center uh, decided to launch its own competing program, and so it, it created a program called uh, Research Eagle. And for about 10 years, those programs uh, competed against each other. And finally, they decided, you know, let's put our, let's put our differences aside, and um, and merge these programs together to create one standalone nonprofit organization that can really benefit the entire region. And we'll put our resources that that way instead. And so, out of that merger, uh, out of life flight and research eagle became um life flight eagle Eagle. yeah yeah so that that's kind of the the history and um we've been saving lives ever
0: since great great actually actually a great story um talk a little bit about you know who you serve now because the counties and then the number of helicopters and where they're stationed
1: sure uh you know (laughs) our our service area is a significant um, chunk of, of western and central missouri and the the far eastern counties and in Kansas, so we go really from the Iowa border, uh, Missouri-Iowa border up north, all the way south to St. Clair County, Osceola, kind of in that area, and then the far eastern uh, counties in Kansas, you know, southern um, Southern Johnson County, Kansas, Lynn County, uh, Miami County, Miami Anderson County, County um, those areas, um, all the way east to um, Truman Lake, uh, the western edge of Lake of the Ozarks, um, you know, up into um, Saline County and and Marshall, and then uh, that whole area. So kind of that, just that that western central Missouri. Um, SWATH is, is where we serve. So we have four helicopters now that are out in rural communities. Uh, we're sitting here in, today in the Harrisonville base where we have one of them. Why located. do I keep
0: saying we're in Clinton when we're really in Harrisonville. <laughs> well, we, we, we have a helicopter in Clinton I know, as well. I know. and
1: I keep, yeah, okay. So uh, we have one in Harrisonville, one in Clinton, Missouri, uh, one east of, of Odessa off of I-70, right across from the old I-70 Speedway. And then we have one um, up in Chillicothe, Missouri, our newest base up there. We just relocated not all that long ago from Trenton to Chillicothe. Amazing base. I and was there
0: for that grand opening. What an, what an amazing
1: community. Just the, the community has been fantastic. That whole north central Missouri region has been fantastic. Um, that was our first um, uh, base that we had located significantly out of the Kansas City area. Uh, and, and they've been very warm and embracing to us uh, the entire time. But then uh, what people don't realize uh, is that we also own the Children's Mercy helicopter. And so we have one helicopter, it's actually our largest helicopter, is dedicated to um, the Children's Mercy critical care transport team. And so uh, this is another interesting fact. I think the heaviest patient that that Life Flight Eagle transports is a neonatal baby. And that's because of all the extra equipment (laughs) and uh, the stuff that they take, that specialty team takes with them. And so uh, that helicopter is located in Kansas City. So that's a little bit about what
0: they do and where they do it. And we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some of the programs they've got going on. Now, we're going to talk about that brand-new ground ambulance program. We'll also talk about this fundraising campaign and how that works and why you might want to get involved in this. We'll talk about that more when we come back from the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast-to-coast coast across the USA. Stay tuned. I'll be back with more with Matt Doherty from Life Flight Eagle. To America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA radio network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, America's Healthcare America's Healthcare You got a question? Send me an email. We're happy to answer all of them. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Our producer, Ms. Brennan Dwyer. We are broadcasting from the Clinton, Missouri. No, we're not. We're <laughs> back. Keep doing this from the Life Flight Eagle Base in Harrisonville, Missouri. I finally got it right, folks. Uh, live today in studio with me, Matt Doherty. Actually, in in the uh, at the at the base, of the Life Flight Eagle Base, Matt Doherty, where we're broadcasting from today, and we're talking about what Life Flight Eagle does, what it services, um, and how it all works. They are supported. Uh, through donations and through their membership program. Uh, LifeFlightEagle.org is how you can find out more about signing up for the membership program or if you want to make a donation to uh, some of the equipment they're purchasing or anything else, we'll talk more about that uh, in an upcoming segment. But for the membership, LifeFlightEagle.org is the website. It's up there on the website. You can sign up right there or you can call 888-601-4913, 888-601-4913, $59 a year covers your whole family. So if you're one of those people that trek down to the lake every weekend... If you're a hunter, or you know, if you're like me, you know, I travel all over uh, because of this radio show and what I do. I have that Life Flight Eagle card in my wallet, have had it in there for 10 years. Um, as I always say, folks, you're not going to get a phone call the day you need this bird. If you need it to get you uh, to a medical facility, it may well save your life. Um, and you know what? If you don't have the membership, you could be surprised. The second part of that is when you get the bill uh, because your insurance company either didn't cover it or only covered part of it. If you have a Life Flight Eagle membership, Everything is taken care of. That's how it works. So once again, LifeFlightEagle.org. All right, let's talk about this ground ambulance. I had lunch with Roxanne here a couple weeks ago. She spent quite a bit of time <laughs> pretty excited about it. Uh, pretty cool. It's, we've been talking about it coming for some time, but it's here.
1: We're very excited. We, we kind of went slowly and wanted to make sure that we that we did it in the, in the right way. But um, uh, obviously, we've been known as a, a helicopter ambulance program. All along, but um, there are limitations to being a helicopter ambulance program, and, and the, the biggest limitation that we have is when we have inclement weather. We can't fly through thunderstorms or through icing conditions and things like that. And so, um, in that case, we have this extremely highly trained uh, medical team. We, we fly with a flight nurse and a flight paramedic who have um, years and years and years of experience before they're able, ever eligible to come work with us. Um, we have them, and they're sitting here at this base, and. They were not able to be a resource to the community during those times. And so what we did is uh, created a ground uh, critical care transport program that will allow us to respond to um, those critically ill and, and injured patients um, in the ground ambulance. So we lose the the advantage of speed, which is probably the, the most obvious thing that you get with a helicopter. Um, but you gain the advantage of that critical care team um, because you have that uh, ICU emergency room type of, of nurse who's working on the patient alongside a paramedic who's working on the Patient, um, both focus on the patient's needs that entire transport time, uh, while somebody else is driving. And so uh, it's it's a it's a higher level of care than what you're able to get in a typical ground ambulance. Um, we want we're not going to respond to 911 calls and things like that. We're only going to be doing interfacility transports um, with this ground unit. So it's going to be the transports from the small community hospitals to the larger Golden Valley Memorial, uh, Golden Valley uh, Memorial Cameron Hospital, Regional Medical exactly. Center. Okay. Exactly. The smaller hospitals do a fantastic <laughs> job of taking care of, of minor issues and things like that, but there are treatments um, that are only available in the, the large uh, metro area hospitals, whether that's a, a KU or a St. Luke's or a research medical center or a university in Columbia or a, a, a Cox or, or a Mercy Hospital in Springfield, those types of major level one type of, of hospitals that um, can provide the definitive care that our patients need. And so uh, we will do these transfers from the small community hospitals to those larger hospitals in our ground ambulance, still being able to provide that uh, intensive care unit um, level of care to those patients en route.
0: Yeah, and, and the key there is obviously being able to provide a higher standard of care then uh, would typically come from a rural ambulance, even if, if that ambulance is even available, because if that ambulance is out, then who's covering for that particular fire department? And a lot of these transports are from the rural communities, right, Matt?
1: They are, and you know, the, those interfacility transports can be a strain on, uh, on a rural <coughs> EMS agency, because they're taking then a 911 response ambulance off of the street and out of the community to transport um, a, a patient, and a lot of times, because that patient is so sick, they're having to send uh, a nurse from the hospital along with the, with the fire Department of the EMS agency on the transport, um, which is again then is drawing down on resources within the community. And so, um, our, our hope is that this is a, a great benefit to the local EMS agencies and that we can take a little bit of pressure off of them um, during these times so that they're not having to devote resources to those, those critical care transports. Yeah, and,
0: and, and, and we're going to get more into this in the next segment. When we talked about this fundraising campaign you've got going on, but I think you know, one of the things that I always find amazing about what you all do is the training and support you give. As we're sitting out here, I got it right in Harrisonville today. Thank <laughs> you, uh, fourth try, ladies and gentlemen. I finally figured it out. Um, uh, 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 you know, whether it's Harrisonville or Clinton or Cameron or Chillicothe or you know all the rural communities that you serve. There's an enormous amount of education and support that goes on from Lifelight back into these
1: communities. Absolutely. Um, Part of our mission as a a (coughs) 501c3 nonprofit organization uh, extends beyond direct patient care, and that is to enable um, and provide resources to the local EMS. Uh, and hospital communities so that they can then help provide better care to their own, uh, the citizens within their own communities. And so we do that in a, in a number of ways, um, but uh, probably the biggest way is by teaching um, teaching classes. So we teach a lot of different classes that um, allow people to either retain certifications or g- gain new certifications, um, teach new best practices, um, and other things. A lot of fire departments and EMS agencies, are their budgets are extremely limited. And they're volunteer. Um, and, and, and a lot of them are volunteer. And so um, they just don't have the budget to either send people to on ongoing training or to bring instructors out to their agencies. is just its simply not possible. And so we go in and we provide that training um, free of charge, uh, and that's just another another way our, our organization is able to leverage um, the talents and the, and the, the capabilities of our, our folks uh, to go out and, and help uh, train and, and bring everybody else up uh, to a higher level as well. And that's critical for these rural fire departments,
0: um, that they have the ability to access that kind of education and training because, as you said, they're not the big city fire departments that have all of this in-house training and all these programs available to them. It's a completely different thing when you're sitting in uh, – we just did a show with a volunteer fireman from Adrian, Missouri, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, in <laughs> Luckily, and he wound up being a stroke victim, but the point of the story is, you know, because of the training that fire department had, they knew exactly what to do when he had his stroke and they got that life flight helicopter there very, very quickly.
1: Absolutely. And that's another part of the cor- of the <coughs> training we do is is coordination um, so that we can do as seamless transfers as possible, as quick a transfers as possible, whether we're going uh, from, from the hospital to another hospital or we're landing at the scene of an accident, we work with those fire departments so that they know how to set up a landing zone and how to, how to start IVs and, and things like that so that they can get us to be able to turn faster and get that patient ultimately to the definitive care that they need quicker. Yeah. And in, in that
0: particular story, which we're talking about, took place in Adrian, Missouri, you got that patient there in 22 minutes. That's uh, pretty remarkable. And, and and in that particular case, probably saved that man's life because that was a massive stroke that he had.
1: He did. It was a stroke that uh, not all that long ago would have been a, a fatal stroke. Would have been terminal. Um, but because of the, the, new, the new capabilities, the new technology, the new medications that are out, if you can get to that high level of care quickly, you... You can help. we can help reverse that stroke and um, save your life.
0: Makes a big difference, ladies and gentlemen. The website's LifeFlightEagle.org Membership's $59 a year. The phone number is 888-601-4913 888-601-4913 Make a big difference. It can make a huge difference and um, it, you know, it's a membership you should have in your wallet. We'll come back after the break with more with Matt Doherty from Life Flight Eagle. We're going to talk about this fundraising campaign and their outreach education program. Why is that so important and why are they doing it? Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break with more here on America's Healthcare Advocate. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show broadcasting here on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. If you want more information about the show, um, maybe you want to tell somebody about this show. We're going to talk about this fundraising program they've got going on a why. Um, The website's americashealthcareadvocate.com. All these shows are posted up there. Brenna Dwyer does that just like she's producing his show here today. So, if you want information on any of the broadcasts, the podcast, it's all up there. You can also send me an email. If you've got questions or anything I can answer or help you with, feel free to do so. In studio with me here in Harrisonville, I got it right for a third time. Isn't that amazing? Make progress. (laughs) Matt Doherty from Life Flight Eagle. We're doing the show here at the base in Harrisonville. The website is lifeflighteagle.org. The phone number is 888-601-4913. If you don't have a membership, you should have. They're $59 a year for the entire family, not $59 a month, $59 a year for the entire family, Um, and it could save you a lot of money. More importantly, it supports this amazing service that we're very fortunate to have, a 501c3 program here in the Kansas City metro and not one of these conglomo air programs uh, that we see across the country. All right, let's talk about fundraising and what we've got going on because this this goes right into this whole outreach program and what you're doing in the rural communities that we talked about a little bit in the first segment. So let's right. talk about this.
1: Well, we, uh, we st- recently started a, a fundraising campaign to, um, to gather money both for our outreach education program and then just for the clinical equipment that we need to have on the aircraft um, to help us uh, have the, the, the best cutting-edge equipment we can uh, to be able to take care of our patients. But um, as we mentioned, the outreach education is a, is a huge part of our mission. Uh, it doesn't involve direct patient care, but it involves um, enabling the people who are providing that, that direct patient care. And so um, we have, with, with the support that we have received recently through this fundraising program, uh, we recently hired a full-time education coordinator. I saw that. Uh, That's the first. It's very, very exciting. It's the first time we've had a full-time education coordinator. Um, she is a former flight nurse uh, who's flown wow. with us for a long time, um, master's in nursing education, um, she's she's phenomenal. Uh, I wish she was able to be here uh, today, but she's actually teaching a class today so ah, uh, <laughs> higher and better use. well, maybe I don't know so um, uh, but what she's doing is is coordinating with our our other staff members and with the needs of um, our local hospitals, our local EMS agencies, fire departments, whether they're full-time professional fire departments or uh, rural fire departments to coordinate and see how can we help um, how can we help those programs by developing courses that would be beneficial to them how can we coordinate with their medical directors as they're wanting to put um, new procedures and new protocols on so that <laughs> they can better serve the patients within their communities um, that that's what uh, that's what liz will be doing in this role and uh, we're, we're very excited about what she's going to be able to do and then and then also just um, helping uh, helping the rest of our staff by um, uh, developing new courses that we're able to roll out and do that so um, yeah you're
0: taking that out to the community that's yes? right
1: that's right you know th- Budgets um, are tight everywhere, um, but as, as reimbursement changes have happened and things like that, it's really forced fire departments and EMS agencies to really, really tighten their budgets. And the easiest thing to cut, cut away is you, you can't cut somebody's salary significantly. You still have to put gas in the ambulance and the fire truck, all that kind of stuff. So it's easy to trim an education budget. Um, but what happens then is um, all paramedics, all EMTs are required to do a certain number of, of hours, hours of education of in order to recertify and keep their licenses. Um, but then what happens is the burden for those classes then gets put on the individual. And so you're taking somebody who um, works in a rural EMS agency, um, nobody gets into this business to, to, to make a fortune, <laughs> but then you're, you're, no. th- you're then um, forcing them to pay for the education out of their own pockets. And so what we've seen happen in some communities is that they, they simply can't afford to do that. And so we've seen agencies go from being able to provide advanced life support uh, ambulances to their communities, uh, to having to, to step down to basic life support ambulances within their communities, or to only have advanced life support uh, ambulances available at certain times of the day or certain times of the week. And so what we what we do is is we provide this education free of charge, um, provide them the hours that they need in order to retain their, their licenses and certifications. So that's kind of the basic stuff is just what can we do to help you make sure that you're able to offer the best service. Uh, that you can to your communities. But we also want to push them and, and help them uh, push themselves to to uh, develop new processes, to teach them best practices, um, to help them implement Um, new life-saving procedures that they can do um, to benefit the citizens within their own communities. So whether LifeLight Eagle ever transports that patient or not, we want to enable um, these agencies and and these community hospitals to provide the very best care for their patients.
0: So let's talk about another piece of this, and this is critical. In fact, I'm sitting here looking at one of these devices right across me. First, when I walked in, I thought we had a human being on the table, but it's not. It's a simulator. Talk a little bit about the simulators and, and why those are important and how those are being taken out into the rural community and what you hope to do with these.
1: The simulators and, and mannequins and things like that are fantastic because you can practice, um, just just like NFL teams or, or uh, MLB teams, you, even the professionals have to practice, and especially when you're introducing something new. So when you're introducing a new life-saving procedure, uh, simulations allow you to do that in a realistic way and to um, practice and get it perfect before you ever have to go out there and um, work on a, a, a live human being. Right. So um, education, uh, the way that we handle education is not simply sit in a classroom and have somebody lecture at you and look at a PowerPoint slide and all their <laughs> videos and all that kind of stuff. It is sit down and look at that stuff and then let's go over here and let's practice and let's um, do whether it's Real low, low fidelity simulations where you're just practicing that particular technique. And our, our vision is to ultimately have a simulation vehicle where we're taking it out there and we're having these high-tech simulators that, um, uh, that respond and uh, act just like a human being would. And it really allows people to practice and perfect the technique um, in, a, in, a, in a safe environment um, so that when they see that out in the field, they've already done it, they're already comfortable with it, um, and they can help save that real person's life.
0: Okay, so none of this stuff is free. No, okay. No. You're you're a 501c. These helicopters. We were just out shooting some pictures, looking at one of the newer ones here at this base in Harrisonville. Got it right for a fourth time, by the way. Um, and as um, it, I, like, you know. This all takes money to make this work, okay? Now, unlike, and I'll say this, you won't, unlike Conglomo Air being traded on Wall Street, and I have nothing wrong with Wall Street. I, I, I love Wall Street. But having said that, that's not, this is about community service and providing a service. And I've said this before. We're extremely fortunate in this community, in the, Kansas City surrounding Metro to have a 501 c life flight program here that is that does all these things but besides providing the excellent care that you provide to get people from these accident scenes from different situations to the hospitals where they get immediate care as in the K ca- on as the show we did with Doug and Susan Davis 22 minutes to get him to research Medical Center to their outstanding stroke program and, and basically save that man's life aside from all of that you're you're doing all all of this education, all this other outreach, that's all part of this. None of this stuff comes free. Okay, so in, in in this fundraising program, what are your goals, what are you trying to do, and what can people do to help if they want to step You know what? I'm going to write a check to this because I believe in that
1: program, and hey, it's tax deductible. Um, why not? It is. Okay. It, it, it's tax deductible, and why not? But uh, more so than that, we want you to know that your money is going to a good organization that, that is investing in the right things within the community. So our goal is, is we want to raise about $1.5 million is what it's going to take to um, to buy all of the simulators and all that kind of stuff, as well as a vehicle to be able to take that out in the community. That also includes hiring some, more, some additional full-time staff who will be able to um, teach all, all over our service area um, more courses and, again, benefit the community um, in in additional ways.
0: You know, I've been involved in charities for a long time. I mean, er, ever since I moved into this community 19 years ago, um, I was the chairman of the American Heart Association. I was the chairman of Don Bosco. I'm currently uh, a chair for the task force for Sheffield Place. Uh, And I'm not saying that to to talk about me. I'm saying that because that 1.5 million dollars. It's not a lot of money, people. Okay, not in the world. Not in the world of charity. Not in the world of raising money for charity. Um, that's something that it, you know. You're in this listening audience. Maybe you've got a company uh, that, that that uh, is involved somehow. Maybe you've got a manufacturing facility out in, in one of the rural communities. I see them all the time as I'm driving around the country. Uh, and you have an you want to make an investment in this. You want to be make an investment in something that's going to make a difference in your community. This can make a difference. It can make a huge difference. You heard what they're doing. So $1.5 million is what you're trying to raise. And that's to put this program in place so that you can do more of the kind of training that needs to be done.
1: That's right. It's not a $1.5 million where we have to wait until we get that full amount of money before we get started, because as I said, uh, with the generosity of uh, the people have already shared, we've been able to create that position and already have the ball rolling to grow the number of courses that we have. We've done these classes for for many years. They've been a part of of what LifeLight Eagle has been throughout its 22-year history, and even dating back further than that, back to 1978 when uh, when our program started initially. But um what, we, uh, what we're finding is that the, the need in the community is growing to a point that it's beyond our capacity to do with yeah. the resources that we have. And so that's why we see the need to, to expand that significantly. So we're not going to wait until we have $1.5 million. We're not going to wait until we can get this simulation vehicle to be able to take out. We're, we're, we're going right now. And so um, all of those donations, no matter how big or how small, um, make a huge difference in our ability to impact the community. Well, you know, that's interesting because
0: it made me think of something. Um, um, you know, and I, I, we see, a, a, you know, more and more people moving out into the rural communities out of uh, a lot of the cities, and people are going out and buying land, building houses, retiring out there. It's easier, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So these programs become more and more important as we as we as we continue
1: um, going down the road with Life Flight, Flight Eagle. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so in so many of our communities, it is uh, volunteer firefighters who are going to be the first ones who arrive on scene um, and. Uh, And that's why it's so critically important. When we come back from the break, we'll talk more about
0: this program and some of the other things we're doing at Life Flight Eagle. You're listening to America's healthcare advocate broadcasting on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA. We are broadcasting today from Harrisonville, Missouri. Uh, We're at the Life Flight Eagle Base. I have in studio with me Matt Doherty from Life Flight Eagle. We're talking about all things Life Flight Eagle. Um, Membership, let's start with that. $59 a year for your whole family. Go to the website, lifeflighteagle.org lifeflighteagle.org or call 888-601-4913 that's 888-601-4913 $59 a year for your whole family Um, you know what? if you ever need it, be the smartest thing you ever did Uh, as Susan Davis sat here and told us as she closed out the show uh, a couple of weeks ago that it was the best thing they ever did Um, and it can make a huge difference for you All right, We're, we're talking about some of the initiatives one that's new um, and i want to put this out to the audience and challenge the audience
1: forty for forty that's right we Talk opened the show We opened the show kind of sharing the, uh, the forty year history of how life light eagle came to be from its start as the fifth air medical program uh, in in the entire country back in one thousand nine hundred and seventy eight Uh, we're celebrating our 40th anniversary this year. And so uh, as part of our fundraising campaign, we have created this 40 for 40, and we would love to challenge uh, all of our listening audience and everyone out there in the communities uh, to make a tax-deductible donation of $40 uh, or $400 or $40 a month, whatever the case might be, uh, we want to we want to encourage you uh, to to help support our program and help support our mission um, to save lives to to uh, provide that 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 education to our rural uh, first responders and to help us. Um, to uh, to purchase that life-saving, that cutting-edge life-saving equipment that we carry on our ground ambulance and on our helicopters uh, that can make a big difference. Uh, when you make that donation, you can earmark out what you want that money to go for. Oh, you can? You can, absolutely. Um, and so uh, go to our website, lifelighteagle.org, and um, you can click on the link that says Donate uh, or Support Our Mission, and um, you can uh, join part of our 40 for 40.
0: All right. And guess what, folks? I'm going to throw it out to you. I'm going to do this. My wife and I are going to do this. Uh, We're going to donate our $400, and that $400 that we're going to donate is going to go to uh, help them with this education program that they're trying to do uh, to bring out to the rural community. So I'm challenging those of you listening, whether it's $40 a month or whether it's $400 one time, go to the website, click on that link. The website is LifeFlightEagle.org. Look, Okay, if you live out in Bucyrus or you live in Weston or you live in Cameron or you live in Harrisonville, Clinton, I mean I can go down the list. Miami County, go out, okay. A lot of people moving out of Johnson County and out of the suburbs and moving further out, okay? You know what? if you ever need this helicopter, it's going to make a huge difference, all right? And training your department and training your firefighters who more than likely are volunteer fire departments or have a limited number of full-time people, that's critically important to what they do. So I'm challenging all of you in this audience to go to that website uh, and do the 4 for 40 or do the flat 400. We're going to do the 400. That's, that's, that's what we're going to do, and I'm putting that challenge out to all of my listeners in this audience that you do it. It's lifeflighteagle.org. Click on the link. Donate uh, and make it happen. All right. So, um, how long is the program going to run? The four forty four, and wh- you know what? What are we talking about? here?
1: We're going to run it through at least the at least the end of the year. Um, okay. But, we, Again, we want to we want to get that. Uh, uh, get those donations in because we're not waiting until we get that. We we achieve our goal um, to to grow our education program. Um, We're doing that right now uh, as we go. Uh, So we encourage you to to join on and do that. And we hope some folks will will continue giving that 40 for 40. If they're giving $40 a month um, or $4 a month, Every we bit w- helps. We want to keep that going. Put, uh, so put, put, we'll, we'll make put, it as easy as possible for you to, to help support our mission on an ongoing basis. And hopefully we'll make it a little bit easier for you when tax time comes.
0: Yeah, there you go. That always helps, right? So one last thing we need to talk about. We haven't talked much about this. Um, we, we've talked a lot about individual memberships, and I've been talking about those for a long, long time. We're up to 11,000 people, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, 11,000 people who are now members of LifeFlightEagle.org, just like I am. Um, we have corporate Memberships available now, which is if you own a company and you want to sign up at a corporate membership, how do they do that?
1: So it's 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 really neat. You can go through the same uh, th- through the same um, call number. We don't do it on the website. We we do these all um, uh, over the phone and in person. Uh, but call 888 601. Four nine one three. So corporate membership, um, as the cost of benefits, as you well know, um, continues to climb. Um, <coughs> membership is a, is a great way to provide kind of a perk to your employees. Um, and we work with companies to who choose to purchase that membership outright and give it to their employees as, as, a, as a part of their um, benefits package. Or we also work with companies that um, offer the membership as a payroll deduction. And so they are able to uh, allow their people to purchase the membership and a little bit comes out of each payroll uh, check or a little bit comes out of, uh, one time a year. It uh, depends on how the company wants to set it up. It's it's very flexible. Um, but because we're doing those in volume, um, we have the HR department or the administrative staff help us out with those. Um, we're able to offer a little bit of a discount on that, depending on how we set that package up. And so um, we're hoping that it's a, a great way uh, for employers to help protect the uh, their employees and family members. Uh, the membership works exactly the same. The benefit is not only for the employee; it's for the employee's entire household. Um, and uh, again, it's it's an important source of, of uh, funding for us as a nonprofit organization. We talk a lot about the benefit of the membership program for the individuals because they won't owe anything out of pocket for Life Flight Eagle Transport. But it's also an important source of funding for us that allows us to uh, offer the outreach education and to do what we've done up to this point. OK, so
0: let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, let me put the insurance broker hat back on. OK, you're the employer. You want to do something to add to the benefits of your uh, and your maybe you're in a you know rural setting and uh you know you manufacture plumbing parts or boats or whatever the case may be or you run you run a, a a concrete company business whatever it is okay um you have a health insurance policy in place well it covers that well yeah maybe um a lot of times they cover up to five hundred dollars. Average flight's about thirty thousand. Okay, and there's always that lovely deductible and co-insurance, and a lot of these plans that can be six or seven thousand dollars out of pocket. So think about it. Okay, uh, by buying a fifty-nine dollar membership, and for your employees, um, you can say to them, if you need this helicopter, you never have to think about it. It's all covered. It's all part of the deal. Really, it's when you think about it from a benefit standpoint, and and, and, and since this is you know the other part of what I do for a living. Um, this is one of the most relatively inexpensive benefits you can give to an employee,
1: Matt. Obviously, I'm biased, but I, I think it's kind of a, a no-brainer. It's it's very inexpensive peace of mind. And, again, you know that that money is going to a good, uh, a good place, a good organization yeah. that is uh, going to benefit not only your employees, um, but also your entire yeah. community. Yeah, two parts of that. It's
0: benefiting your employees directly, and it's benefiting your community directly. That's the difference. Thank you for doing this again today. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having us. A lot we of good stuff it. going on. Thank you. Yeah. All right, folks, that's it for today. And now I leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we will surely perish together as fools. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.